D.I. sprains his ankle. We'll see what that looks like. But um, this game, you know, we've been talking all all year, all season about how, you know, with this team and a lot of these wins, there's been different people to step up. Um, and, you know, it feels like a good majority of the role players have had at least one night that you could point to them and say, all right, this is like this was their game. This was the night in which like we don't win without them. Right. And on a night where, you know, <laughs> Pelicans consistently were inconsistent in finding uh, JV, Devontae Graham starts off terrible, like 0 for 7, 0 for 8. And the contributions around the around the team or, um, you know, was you know, were inconsistent as we kind of used to. B.I. goes out. Josh Hart plays well. Of course, Herb has his moments. But this game is about Jose Alvarado. It's about nobody else. Jose Alvarado. Um, and we got to start off talking about him. Champ, you ain't been here in a uh, you ain't been up here in a while. So I wanted to bring you up here first. I've been seeing your, your uh, request. So um, start me off, man. Oh man, glad to be back, man. Glad to be back. I know you see the jet, the jet life uh in the uh profile picture. Just came in the mail today. Got that and the win tonight. Shout out to the, the homie Jose playing his way into a major role with the fucking team in the garden. Like everybody likes to say, everybody wants to go play at the Mecca of basketball. Not the lowly Pelicans. The lowly Pelicans went up there and hung an L on the side they fucking head. I fucking love it. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, though. I, I, I don't know if y'all noticed, but Julius Randle was, I mean, well, pretty much the, the entire starters for the Knicks were bits. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, this ain't last yeah. year. <laughs> Remember when Julius Randle was all NBA? Yep. I mean, I don't remember. That was what last year. <laughs> there was like fourteen, and now they eleven. That like, damn. That that it was all good just a week ago. James, man, get up so here, man. Dad, give me, give me, give me some Jose Alvarado love, man. You know, what I mean, if he if he want to come out and say he the king of New York, even even for the night, man, he could say it. His, his people out there, you know, the Knicks ain't had nothing to say about it. You heard me? Excuse me, man. Just just give me, man, bro. I just. Just got through watching that Jose Alvarado uh, interview, dog. Little teary eyed, man. I ain't crying like this in Titanic. I ain't look. I'm, I'm being serious, but no, for real, for real though. Uh, remember when somebody was saying, uh, "Could he be our TJ McConnell?" He was like, "Let's hold off for a minute." Hey, nigga, I ain't, I ain't holding off no more. This, this nigga TJ McConnell. <laughs> like this dude, this dude have come has gave us what is it, since he's been in a rotation at least six good games. Of like solid, just just coming out there playing hard, consistent minutes, and then you get this game where he just goes off. Where you know he he just changed. like he he. I think he's one of the main reasons we won because last not last night when we played the Celtics, and then they came back and beat us. I kind of had that feeling again. Like shit, we start off good in the first quarter. I'm a little bit scared because once Bi and the bench go sit down. Then I just New York bench just seems better to me, and Jose just shut all that shit down. Like he just said, "No, nah, don't worry about it. I got it." And it got to the point too until Graham started hitting shots. Like it looked like he was taking his minute for a little bit. Like, damn, what Graham? And I ain't seen this nigga in like five minutes. What happened to him? He just 
Don't worry about it. We just ride in the high hand. Have Graham, uh, have a uh, uh, Jose out there. Nah, man. I mean, dog, him being able to do it. I mean, we we've been talking about you know for a while. You know, we saw how active he was on the bench, and everybody heard things uh, that was said about um, you know the the work that he had put in. We saw him in summer league. We saw him in um, you know some preseason games, and we saw him in the in the G League. And you know, sometimes things just don't always they they don't always translate or connect at this particular level. But we're talking about somebody that just does not care like that. Like the energy, the grit, the fight. He's not backing down from any type of situation, uh, any opponent, any crowd. You know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if y'all seen that tweet, man, but somebody from New York was like, man, he was like, man, it's somebody on the Pelicans I ain't never heard of turping. Turping at the whole crowd, telling them to shut up. Trade everybody. He said, trade, <laughs> trade everybody. I, saw, look, I, saw, look, I posted it in a group chat about basketball. They were like, oh, that must be Herb Jones. I said, not this time. Not this time. Jose <laughs> Alvarado. They were like, who? I said, exactly. I ain't, listen, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't want to talk about nobody but Jose right now, man. I I, I see the actual New Orleans Pelicans in here. Uh, what's up, y'all? I, I, don't, I don't really know what, like, like who do y'all want to come up here and talk? <laughs> like who who's behind this? Who wants to who wants to who's behind the New Orleans Pel, the New Orleans Pelicans page? Can I get y'all up here and talk? Hey, Chris, wow, you made baby? it though. You made it though. Nah, man, they ain't here. They ain't here. They ain't here spying, man. But I love y'all, man. I'm glad y'all are here. Five, what's up, baby? Jose, 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 Jose. That's a, that's what we need to be screaming when this man start playing again at the Smoothie King Center, bro. Like he changed the game. Look, we starving for a guard. This man was pick and roll, diamond people up, getting to the cup, ripping folks. Like, like this is what we need. Like, he just changed the game. And I think a couple spaces, maybe like a month ago, we had a conversation about should we have Jared Harper or, or Jose? And we was like, well, he earned it. And look at what he's doing with his opportunity. So it, it's cool to see. It's finally, like, coming to fruition. It was cool that he got to, got to do that in New York, in the garden, uh, with his people there. You know, B.I. paid for the tickets. Josh Hart paid for the tickets the other night. Like, this man getting love from everywhere. So, it, it was just good to see, bro. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay, I'm going I'm to let, let the New Orleans Pelicans page uh, talk some shit real quick. I don't know if this Pierre. I don't know if it's Alex. I don't know. I don't know who up here. But, uh, hey, man, give us – please give us some Jose Alvarado love, man. Please, please, hey. please. Hey, hey, Aaron Summers here. Happy to be here, guys. Aaron Summers. Wow. Welcome, 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 welcome. Yeah, I love I love this for Jose. He has been an absolute, just from the very beginning of this season, he's been such a pleasure to cover. He works so hard, and he's always asking questions, always talking to the players in practice, trying to learn. He's always spending time after practices, talking to Coach Green one-on-one, wanting to find out the things that he can do to get better because he never, ever thought he would have an opportunity like this going into this season. I mean, he, he didn't know, but he was going to be ready for it if he got it, right? I mean, he wasn't drafted. He was somebody that has come out of nowhere to a lot of people in the NBA, and he made his presence known tonight. I mean, he was definitely letting the crowd out there know who Jose was. He was back on one of his home courts. He's from the New York area. So it's just really cool to see him get this moment and really just grab a hold of it. Career night for him in points and steals. Absolute menace on the court. So Aaron, um, 
Let me let me know for like a team. I've been I mean, we've been hearing through like all these shows, all these spaces, like just how the team um, really enjoys being around each other. The energy is great. You see it with the yes. um, you know with the squad episodes that come out and a, a bunch of other videos and just you know the way that they overall support each other. But like you know, does a night like tonight where things don't go right from a health perspective, you lose your you know you lose bi, you on the road. Um, you know, does it does it, does that kind of does that continue to show just how they continue to pick each other up? It may not be Devontae tonight. It may not be JV tonight. It may not be Josh Hart tonight. It's Jose Alvarado. You know, the next night it could be, uh, you know, it could be Herb or Gary Clark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this team has stuck together through the very beginning, and Coach Green's talked about it a lot. This is going to be, there's going to be some growing pains. It's a new head coach. There's a lot of new players, new system. And you're going to go through moments where you feel like you're doing everything right. And it's just not quite translating, but we're getting to the point in the season now where we're seeing it play, play out on the court. And we're seeing it through different players because coach green is instilling the confidence in each one of his players on the court. He is putting them in good positions to succeed He's listening to them. He's working with them to, to see like what they're seeing on the court. I mean, he has been such a, a great players coach. He likes to listen and collaborate with the guys to see where he can, what he can do as far as this, you know, offensive game plan to see and help players succeed. We're seeing it with Josh Hart and the way he's improved immensely this season. And then, yeah, I mean, he, had all the confidence in the world that Jose Alvarado could come in and play backup point guard minutes. And dang if Coach Green wasn't right. AD. What's going on, OG? What's up, brother? <laughs> hey man, look, what what I gotta do to get a uh to get a high hand in the dice game t-shirt, man. Who we who I gotta call? Who we gotta talk to? Uh I don't know. We we need to get something done with that. <laughs> we need to get something done with that as soon as possible. I'm with it. You know I'm with it. You 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 realize you wild for having uh you got you got Joel saying <laughs> Joel Myers saying clickety clack on national television. <laughs> I want you to know that that's 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 kind of crazy. But hey man, look, we've been we've been talking about Jose Alvarado and some of mm-hmm. here so far, man. Like you've been and you've been big on him for I mean, you know, for a while in the last couple of spaces that you walked in. I heard what you said on the broadcast about being so happy for him, man. Can you talk about just like what a night like tonight in which like he helps them win the game? Like they don't win the game without Jose. You you know, it it was like a, it was like a movie script. He said it, you know, if you were to script out a movie and how you wanted it to play out, but you just wouldn't want it to end now if you're him, you know, the, the work, the perseverance, um, the belief, the trust in his own skill set. And then to see it all come to fruition in Madison Square Garden? Like, really? He just finished a game in Madison Square Garden and had his best game as a pal. And me and Joel and um, and Aaron, we were just talking about just this COVID season in general. So think about what happens in Milwaukee if Sadoransky doesn't enter the protocol. If he doesn't enter the protocol, then Jose Alvarado's not getting these minutes. But life is about nothing more than opportunity and timing. And when that opportunity presents itself, you don't just walk through that door. You kick it down. And there is no looking back. And what Jose Alvarado is doing for this team right now is he is playing every possession like he it's his last. 
We hear that all the time in basketball. Play every game like it's your last. So many cliche statements. And he actually goes out there and competes. Like, tomorrow on an NBA floor isn't guaranteed. And I tell you what, if you are a fan of the sport or a fan of the Pels, you have to love and enjoy what he's bringing to the game on a nightly basis. All right, guys. So, look, I didn't know that that uh, that Aaron was going to be in here, but I think it's a good time, like, along with along with AD for – Guys, if, if there's anything that y'all want to ask, I can't I can't have everybody up at once, but like put like put your hand up or something like you like you got the icon. Put your hand up if it's if it's a question that you want to ask. I'm gonna kind of facilitate it through them as as we normally do. Uh, yo, Mike. Yo. Mike, what's up, baby? Uh, yo, man, I, I, I wanted to um I definitely gotta gotta hear from you, man. Uh is there Anything that you want to ask AD, that you want to ask Aaron Summers, anything that, that you want to speak to about Jose's night, about the game in general, man, for yours? Yeah, um, regarding Jose, well, first time, first of all, it's good to finally be here. I listen to you guys all the time. It just happened I'm putting my little girl to sleep when, when y'all are on, so I can't say nothing or she'll wake up. But, <laughs> uh, but speaking of Jose, uh, when I was coaching junior college basketball in Kansas, I coached a couple kids from the Bronx, and I see um, I see a lot of what they were in him. You know, just relentless, tough. When they get the opportunity, they just go after it. Uh, it's kind of hard to shake them. Uh, kid, I coached named Mouse. He was he reminded me of Jose so much. I actually shot him a text message like I'm watching this little dude for the Pels, and I thought about you. Um, but I speak about I, I like Jose's maturity. Um it's the play that that they ran in the fourth quarter the Pell I think they ran a, I mean the Knicks ran a pin down quickly um and he lost heart uh Herb O'Hart, I think he might have lost heart and he threw the lob to to Mitchell. Um and Jose Jose and I think he might have lost the kill matter of fact because when they took it out Jose and the kill kind of had words like what do you want to do defensively whatever the very next possession they ran the same play and Jose got the back tap, so they couldn't even get to the lob to Mitch the next play. Uh, I don't know that – I don't. I, only a defensive player of the year can make that play. I think only him and her, maybe Josh, could make that play. To have three guys who you, you can believe that will make that play and get that stop is amazing, especially a guy like Jose who, who like AD said, he, he's been waiting for his opportunity for the longest, not even knowing if he'll get it. Um. And for him to just seize opportunity and make a play, you know, at home, in the garden, all kinds of pressure on him, you know, family and friends. He had every 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 right to be nervous in that moment, and he just he was out there hooping. But, you know, him being 23, spending four years in college, and Joe spoke to it in the, in the broadcast, you know, if you, can, if you can be a defensive player at the end of ACC, you can get it done. Right. And that possession, that possession spoke to, like, you know, he, that's defensive player of the year, and Herb makes those plays. Defensive player of the year in the ACC. Hell, he did it with one hand for the for majority of the season. So, you know, when you see those, this team is lacking talent, but we're not lacking any kind of maturity, in my opinion. And that's why some a lot of these games were in them, because we, we are so mature. And then it, just, it was a matter of time before we started getting some stuff figured out and winning some games that we aren't supposed to win. Uh, we still lose games that we shouldn't lose, but I mean, that's just what it is when you when you're kind of short on talent, you lose those games. But I thought AD made a great point as well before I before I leave out. You know, he said 
you know, uh, hard work pays off. It may not pay off when you want it to, but you you know, you don't stop working hard. You just get it done and eventually it'll it'll pay off for you. So, you know, Jose kind of had his limelight moment tonight and I'm just happy for that dude. I yo, I mean, personally speaking as a as a, you know, as a fan and someone, you know, who loves, you know, loves the game, writes about the game, who, you know, goes to the local gym and tries to play the game. Jose be talking that talk on the floor, man. Like, look, yep. like, like, always. Like, <laughs> he, be, yeah. he be talking that yep. talk, man. And that, like, like that shit makes me want to jump through the TV. You know what I'm saying? AD, I think I've heard you say before that certain players make you want to suit up and play basketball. Right. Is Jose one of those? Like, yes. one of those guys? It's contagious. It is contagious. I just heard Aaron laughing because she's always, we're always sitting there and watching and practice and just watching his energy. And his effort. So, you know, on certain practice days when, you know, your team just doesn't have it, you know what I mean? Like, okay, it's after a long road trip, whatever it may be, you come back home. It's like, all right, well, let's practice. He's that dude that's going to get everybody going. He's that dude. And he never stops talking. He never (laughs) stops talking. But you love it, though, because it is. It's contagious. You know, there are certain guys that you watch play and you tell yourself, man, I would love to go to war with that dude. Because I know he ain't going to stop until the game is over. You know, Josh Hart is another one of those dudes. The way they play is contagious. It's not about talent. It's about energy. It's about effort. It's about fight. It's about hard work. Those are the type of dudes that you want to go to battle with every single day. All right. Uh, let's go to let's go to Garrick. Um, and then I'll figure out who's next. Yo, yo, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, appreciate you, Chris. But I know that 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 point guard responsibility is it, it's a lot on your hands. Um, so I appreciate uh, all all you guys stepping in here. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about th- this this like this this glue guy relationship on on the the Pelicans. There seems to be a lot of guys that kind of fit that mold. You got Herb Jones, Josh Hart, and as we are all seen and all can believe now, uh, Jose Alvarado, and it's just the. The mentality of having guys that are are able to step up, um, you know, in, in this in whatever role that it is, and I mean, today they were playing in the mecca. I mean, you know, it's it's we've seen a lot of players who you know get in front of hometown crowds and maybe they aren't so used to playing against you know playing in those big moments like that. Uh Gary, I think you broke up a little bit, brother, or a lot of it. Okay, I thought that was me. I thought that was me. <laughs> all right, all right. Garrick, Garrick might have, he might be in a dead zone. Um, Pels talk. Let's get in here until we get brother back in here. What's up, Eddie? I think one of the things that really stood out to me tonight watching the game is that it was almost like the the Pelicans had a commitment to passing, and that really started with Bi early in the game, trying to get other players involved. Do you think that going forward? That's going to be even more a part of his game. We saw tonight he hit a couple of people with some really awesome passes. Do you think that will be more of a part of the game, of his game, and then more a part of the Pelicans' success going forward? As well as we can see that the Pelicans really have some awesome team chemistry going right now with you know the, the story that y'all covered on Hart and B.I. paying for tickets and things like that. Do you think that will – really go in – are you worried about the trade deadline with people possibly moving coming up? Uh, are you worried about that culture being influenced at all? Well, uh, Aaron, if you're still there, talk about um, talk about B.I.'s um, 
Talk about B.I.'s passing, and then when you're done, I'll, I'll talk about the culture. Yeah, I mean, Coach Green has talked immensely about how much Brandon Ingram has grown as a leader on this team and his ability to trust his teammates and how that's changing. And we're seeing it play out on the court in the way that he's using the other guys on the court and passing the ball off when he doesn't feel like he has the best shot. He's not trying to do everything himself and he's allowing the other guys to step in and having the confidence that they're going to knock some of these shots down. And that's when we see this team play the best, best that they do is when they're moving the ball, you know, coach green says paint to great all the time. You want to find the best options, but that means you have to have confidence that the, the people you're on the court with are going to step up and handle the moment and knock their shots down as well, or make the decision to pass it off for something else that's better. And the chemistry on this team is continuing to grow. We're seeing it play out on the court in the way that they're sharing the ball. The culture is being built. The culture is being built. If you remember when this team was one and 12 to where they sit right now, the culture is being built. Culture to me is an identity. It's when you take the floor, what are you expecting from your team? And I tell you what, this team, every time they take the floor, they expect to win. I don't care who they're playing against. I don't care if it's Brooklyn. I don't care if it's Milwaukee. I don't care who it is. This team expects to win. And that starts at the top for me. The culture starts at the top with Willie Green. I say it all the time, and I've said it numerous times on this platform. I think one of the best decisions the New Orleans Pelicans made was hiring Willie Green. Hiring a players coach, as Aaron said. A players coach that can relate to everybody up and down that bench. Who can collaborate with his players. Okay, where do you want the ball, B.I.? Where's your spot? Okay, let's talk on different ways on how I can get you there. Giving Josh Hart offensive responsibility that he's never had throughout the course of his career. I tell you what, you can sit back and watch these games and pay attention to the wins and losses. I'm sitting back and, and watching these games and paying attention and watching a culture being built by Willie Green. All right, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Everett, Dan. I see you, and then uh, KY. Uh, I'm coming to you afterwards. Uh, Everett, go ahead. Hey, AD, hey, Aaron. You know, my question is kind of one for both of y'all. You know, we talk a lot about Willie Green. We talk a lot about um, the players and their chemistry. But I, I would like to – and y'all are behind the scenes a lot. And I want to know a little bit, who are, like, the unsung coaching heroes behind the mm -hmm. scenes that are working with a lot of these guys that we don't really know about? And also the fact that Teaspoon is staying with the team, how that really is going to impact the team, y'all think? Aaron? Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing it play out in the way that Herb Jones is starting to shoot the ball. We see him working every single day mm -hmm. in practice yep. with Coach Fred Vinson, and they call him the shot doctor for a reason. He's done it for other players. It's the repetition and just the little details that you see Fred working with on Herb. And he's told Herb it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time, but you have to show up and put in the work consistently. And Herb is going to do that. He's going to do that every single day. He he's the first one in the gym and usually the last one to leave the court after he works with Coach Vincent. So that is somebody that's stepping in. You mentioned Teaspoon and her staying here with this team. It's because she believes in the culture that they're building because she thinks that there's more to be done here with this team. And they're showing her the faith that they have in her and her abilities to step in and be a great coach. I mean, 
the the guys love her. I mean, yes, they're they always do. talking to her, asking her questions, and rightfully so. I mean, she's one of the best WNBA players that there's ever been. She has every right to be talking to these players and helping them with their game, and they respect the heck out of her. I, I just enjoy how Willie empowers his coaches. I've always enjoyed that from day one of training camp. You know, we had an ongoing joke two, three, four days in the training camp where if you were somebody who didn't know who the Pelicans were and you walked in, you would have no idea who the head coach is. Because Willie Green empowers, whether it's Casey Hill, uh, Teresa Weatherspoon, um, Jaron Collins, uh, Fred Vincent. He allows different, empowers different guys and women to run practice. So that way, when Willie does have something to say, everybody is listening to what he has to say because he's not always talking. I think that's the that's the biggest thing I've noticed. Like, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't understand. And we are blessed to, to be a part of the journey. And that's the other time. What fans see, they see the beginning and they see the end. They don't see the journey in between. So what Aaron is speaking on is the amount of work that Herb Jones put in. Is putting in, you know, in, in October, him shooting 20% from three. And now in January, the month of January, shooting 46% behind the line in this month. I watched it with Lonzo Ball two years ago with him and Brandon Ingram. Every time we landed in any city, they got off the bus, went up, changed clothes with Coach Fred Vincent and went and got in the cab. And we see the dividends that that has paid for, obviously, for Lonzo Ball and also for Brandon Ingram as well. He has gotten, he has, you know, adopted the name Shot Doctor and it's legitimate. Like it is truly a blessing to be a part of this journey and watch some of these things that are taking place behind the scenes. But for me, it's about Willie Green empowering his head coaches because he was once an assistant coach and understands how it feels to be empowered as an assistant coach. Dan, Dan, get up here and uh, make, make Aaron say uh, uh, clickety clack for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i couldn't even i didn't hear the the tv broadcast but i saw it on twitter that uh that ad's getting joel uh got him going today in the broadcast did he ever dan come on baby <laughs> uh yeah just noticing the little things that jose does you know multiple times tonight picking up randall as he's driving through the lane and just fronting him making him feel uncomfortable and a couple of times he was actually putting a body on him under the goal and boxing him out. You know, it just really speaks so much to his hustle and just care about what he's doing on the court. And I always talk a lot about Devontae Graham sometimes for people who follow me about his uh, shooting sometimes. But then the confidence to come back in the second half and still shoot and get him up there and help us get that big lead that we had. And then towards the end of the game, uh, Jose being put back in when Devontae kind of went a little cold and Willie leaving him in there for the rest of the game to be able to close it out. AD, this was my question. How does that like empower you as a player, knowing that you're a two-way player, you know, nobody really expected this from you and your coach to leave you in the game and let you close it out with your guys? How does that make you feel as like a player from your coach? You know, for me, I always say it, it does wonders when a coach speaks your language. And I, I don't say that literally. I'm not talking about English. I'm talking about what a coach speaks confidence in you and allows you the opportunity to be the best version of yourself. Plain and simple. 
Because anyone that's ever played this game, you can remember coaches that you've had in any game, any sport, a coach that you had that he just didn't get you. She just didn't get you for whatever reason. Y'all just didn't click. And then you can think of a coach that you had where if you had to play that particular sport for the rest of your life, that's who you would want that coach to be because they believed in you. They spoke confidence in you. They offered you grace when you made mistakes. They allowed you the opportunity to play through your mistakes. That coach that makes you the best version of yourself. And I believe, and then talking to Jose, one thing he told me is that Willie told him, man, I don't care if you make mistakes. I just want you to play hard and just play. Enjoy playing. Think about that as a player. If I don't have to worry about making mistakes or every time I make a mistake, I'm turning, looking at the scores table and whether or not I'm coming out or not, man, I'm going to go out there. I'm a hoop. It's when the other side enters, when you do make a mistake and then you're coming out. Now that makes you passive when you do check back in the game. Willie empowers his players and he gives them a different confidence because he is so positive in his approach to communication. Uh, Jones. Uh, and then and then Chaz Jones. I don't know if you had a question or not, but but I saw you requesting. So, um, yeah, go ahead, bro. Yeah, uh, I, I had a real quick question. Uh, y'all 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 said that y'all have more insight than the average fan. I was wondering, could y'all talk a little bit about for me and for other people who may have the question of what's going on with Trey Murphy or behind the scenes? Is are you seeing him develop? Are you seeing him not develop? Uh, is it a situation where maybe he might be hurt? So you think you taking him out for a little bit? Uh, what's going on that? And then also, what do you think the landscape for the Pelicans looks like after February 10th? As mm-hmm. somebody with a little bit more inside information. Aaron, you want to go? Want me to take it? Well, I will say, you know, Trey Murphy has come in and he is somebody that's going to be more effective when he can catch and shoot and he has a little less attention on him as a rookie it's hard to come in and play against guys at this level and also I mean it's hard to catch on to the speed of the game defensively I think he still needs to grow a little bit and so it's going to take him a little bit of time he's I mean you mentioned somebody mentioned earlier Jose Alvarado comes in and he seems very mature Jose's older than a lot of these guys are. He's played longer. He knows the game. He's obviously very good defensively. I think there's just a couple of things that Trey Murphy has to catch on to at this level, and he'll get there. I mean, he's enjoying it. He's having a lot of fun at practice. He's putting in the work. He's not dragging his feet or upset about his playing time. It's just going to be a matter of time for him before he really mm-hmm. you know, clicks at this level. I, I agree with everything Aaron just said. We also have to understand why Trey Murphy was drafted, though. And that's the part that's difficult. Because when you're entering the draft, what you're doing is you're drafting guys whose skill set complement your stars. So remember, during the draft, you're drafting thinking that you're going to have Zion and Brandon Ingram. So what you're doing is you're drafting a guy who is a floor spacer. So when B.I. brings double teams and when Zion brings double teams, along with Jonas Valanciunas, Now you have a guy in Trey Murphy that is a known shooter, you know, arguably the best shooter in the draft. So now you eliminate Zion from that equation. And a lot of times you're going to take with that a lot of double teams. So, and Aaron's right. You know, the biggest struggle that Trey has had thus far has been on the defensive side of the ball. But again, am I worried? Nope. 
because I think his ceiling is incredible. He's six foot eight, six foot nine. He has a wetter and he's extremely athletic. It's a matter of time before he catches on. I, I say it a million times and I've said it a million times throughout the course of our broadcast. Like growth isn't linear. I know we want everybody to come in this league and be like Zion and just be gangbusters right off the jump or be like LeBron James. You know what? It takes certain guys a little bit longer to adjust to the speed of the game, to adjust to the physicality of the game, the skill set, um, how skilled guys are. So I, I agree with Aaron 100%. He's fine because he's not in practice pouting. He's in practice laughing. He's enjoying himself. And he's growing in the process because there are two ways to grow. You can grow through playing and you can also grow through vision. Right now, because the way the minutes are being divvied up, he doesn't have the opportunity to grow through playing. So he's growing through vision. And I'm excited to see what's in store for him, though. All right, guys. So look, I'm gonna um we're gonna I'm gonna give three more questions and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Aaron in it and AD go. I, I mean, I'm assuming at some point y'all got places to be, right? Um so, that's a good assumption. That's a good yeah. assumption. Yeah, no, we're still assumption. hanging out in Dallas, Texas. We're here stuck in hotels, so it's better. It's better than when y'all went Oklahoma City. I talked. I, I talked to ADL. Like it's nothing to do. At least it's something to do in Dallas. Uh, uh, five, five. Come on. Yo, what's up, man? Uh, quick question. We need to. And there needs to be a, like an assertive push to get Brandon into the All Star game. Aaron, do we need to create bots or something to get Brandon yes. for votes? Or something? Is there anything else we can do? We talk about it all the time, but voting does end at midnight on the 22nd. And today is a double day. So if you haven't voted yet, definitely start. Go to the NBA.com, go to the app, hashtag all-star and hashtag Brandon Ingram. Because there are only six players in the NBA right now who are averaging over 20 points a game, over six assists, six rebounds. And he's one of them. The other guys are... Giannis, uh, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Like, if you're in company of those players, why are you not anywhere in people's minds to be an all star? Mm. Okay. Freak summers. Freak summers. So, yo, man, if y'all haven't, if y'all haven't, you know, if y'all haven't cast the votes, if y'all, we're not doing enough, you know what I mean? Everybody sitting here, man, contentment one way or another. Let's get behind an all star game. You hear me? Um, we gonna end with Chaz and then and then B Brian. I see you. I'm you gonna be the one to close us out here. Chaz, come on. Hey, good evening, guys. A uh, question for AD and Evan. Do you think this uh the organization from top to bottom? I mean, the locker room included is getting enough credit for just navigating the turmoil this season. No. I mean, you got you, you no. <laughs> no. I will answer that question before you even finish it. And this is the thing that gets me about the the national media. And I wish Pels fans would stop paying attention to people. I told you this before, Chris, who don't have boots on the ground. Everybody in the national media has an opinion on what goes on here in the New Orleans and ain't in New Orleans. So they focus on everything that's going on with Zion, but they don't focus on the fact that this team started out one and 12. And, you know, right now you're what, three games out of the playing game. It's a lot that has transpired. It's a lot that this team could have, when they were 1-12, this team could have completely headed the wrong direction. And I understand the culture we live in. is It's easier to focus on something that's negative because it drives more um, clicks or whatever you want to call it. Man, listen, I will be the first to tell you, 
this organization, the job that Willie Green is doing, and the people that are working behind the scenes, the Trajan Langdon, the Twins, Cash, these kind of people, the team and what they're doing on a day-to-day basis, does it receive enough attention? No way, no how. But we also know, but winning has to come first. Then the attention will follow. Brian, let's get let's get Aaron and uh and AD out of here, man. Come up. Close us up. What's up, man? Appreciate you, my brother. First of all, flowers to you, man, for always having a Twitter space is popping for the Pelicans. Salute to you, bro. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate it, OG. Uh, this question is for Aaron and, of course, AD, man. And AD kind of alluded to it just now. What's the most frustrating part about covering the Pels right now and seeing the guys put forth so much effort? But right now, just in the standings, it isn't looking like the team. Uh, it, uh, I guess, for lack of a better way of saying it, they're a hell of a lot better than what the standings are showing. So what's the most frustrating part of that for you two? I don't know if it's so much frustration because I think that I guess 80 probably we both understand that this is going to be a process and the way that some of these games were going for the first month and a half where they were fighting their tails off and losing some of these games and it just that's what's frustrating is you know how much Mm -hmm. effort they're putting in and how hard they're trying and they they want I mean you cannot coach effort and want to and this team wants more than anything to do the right thing to make the right play to make the right decision and do what it takes to start getting wins and that's what we've seen over the past few months but unfortunately there's been some injuries off and on you know B.I. he was out for seven games with the hip contusion and he in that time the Pelicans were 0-7 this team needs everybody to be able to to start stacking some wins. And actually, if you look at some of these teams that are on the fringe right now for the play-in games, the Pelicans have been playing the best and have the best record over the past month of play. So hopefully that just con- continues to build and they're they're making their way into that 10th spot. I, I, I'm with her. I'm with her. In, in the beginning of the year, there was – I wouldn't say frustration exists now. In the beginning of the year when this team was 1-12, I was a touch frustrated because we kept getting to the finish line. It's frustrating when you get to the finish line and you collapse to the finish line because you're sitting there thinking to yourself, like, man, three more steps, you got it. One more made shot, two less turnovers, two free throws down the stretch, and you won this game. Because I know the way this year works. After 82 games, you go back and you look at that 1-12 start, and you start to look at certain games and think, gosh, we let that one go. So now if we can get that one back and we can get that one back, now we're in the 10th spot as opposed to being three games out. So in the beginning, there was a little bit of frustration. The frustration was due to lack of chemistry and lack of experience in closing games together. But now I, I'm not. The frustration is not there. It's not there. I, I am I am extremely confident on what this team is, and I agree with everything Aaron said. It's a process. It is a process. And I know we live in a microwave culture that wants to expedite the process and go straight to the championship fast lane. But there's some things that have to happen in between the start and in between the finish. And will it be frustrating sometimes? Yep, it sure will. But I tell you what, it's been a lot of nights where I've been here on spaces and I can hear the pride in the Pell fans' voices. That's the part that I'm here for. That's the part that I enjoy along with being around this team on a day-to-day basis and watching the growth in person. Look, man, I I really okay, so Aaron, you coming up here was a surprise because again, I didn't know who I didn't know who was in here. But <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> I'm happy, I'm happy you pulled up. AD as always. I'm gonna let y'all go. Um, but before y'all go, 
one way or another, y'all need to put a bug in Jose's ear. I want to talk to him. He got to come up here so we can talk crazy to each other. I speak his language. I promise you I do. So I, <laughs> that's it. That's it. And I know, and I, and I listen, I know a lot of people in here that they want to talk that talk with him. So that's, but look, I appreciate y'all. Um, speaking of such, we about to get crazy here for about 15 minutes. So if y'all stay, you know, hey. Now I ain't staying for that talk, man. I ain't staying for that one. Is, I, I, I know, I know hey, when it's time for look, me to bow out. Look, 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 look. I'm just giving the disclaimer. Aaron, this is your first time up here. We get a little crazy. Y'all, y'all go ahead and enjoy y'all Dallas, you know, y'all, y'all night in Dallas. Have a good time. Order room service, all that. We about to get crazy, all right? Yeah, yes. I don't even know what that means. But That's okay. Don't fine. worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Appreciate you guys, as always. You have a blessed night. Right. Thanks, AD. AD. Yep. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, have a good one. Yeah. James. Hold on, I'm gonna wait. Wait to. Oh, Aaron's <laughs> going Hold on. You know yeah. what? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Look, yeah, they yeah. All right, all right, all right. Bing bong, nuts, niggas. You hear me? Fuck the Knicks. Fuck the both of them. Hey, 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 look. Fuck the Knicks. Where my brother? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get, let me get my man's up here. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said uh, bing bong. All right, right. We ain't, man. We ain't, we ain't trying to none of that shit. Rob Lowe, somebody. Somebody put that tweet up here, man. Talking about what? What he say early in the year? He, he oh, was hoping yeah. that Fucking we had hobbies. hobbies. Some shit. I don't know the last for your seed. Hey, Chris, I don't I know had, what his hobby is. Look, I had a friend who who's a Knicks fan gonna hit me up when they traded for Cam Red. Talking about how you feel about their trades? How about you know you know why he asked me that? And I said I don't feel a goddamn thing. Then as soon as we beat their ass, I said how you feel about that motherfucking game? How you feel? He ain't respond. <laughs> All right, so look, um, I don't know if 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 Aaron gonna be in here, like you know, whatever. But look, that's actually kind of dope. You know what I'm saying? So, um, look, um, all of y'all that came up here and was asking questions, man. I mean, this shit, this, this shit is crazy to me that like that, that that that's even like happening. But, um, I still wanted to give like you know the core and what we built this or what we're building this off of just, you know, just overall, just talking our shit. So that's really what this is about. Right. Um, what Maryland state police. What? <laughs> Boy, what? You got the what the hell? <laughs> see, see what you did, Aaron. You ain't even in here no more. You got the, like, you got the feds like, in here. Who, who, you got a burner or something, man. Who, Somebody on. say, no, no, no. I just got, yeah, I just got a message. He said, fuck Fuck is the Maryland, the Maryland State Police in the pale space? <laughs> yo, I'm in hey. Maryland. They got a lot of people from New Orleans up here, yo, for real. Man, what that? I, man, they, they probably looking for Julius Randle because he wouldn't know where to be found tonight. Um, not on her. Anyway, <laughs> not on her. Not on her. That's probably that's probably what it these, was. But you, but yeah, you heard these dudes. You heard these dudes complaining talking about some uh, talking about. They just letting the Pelicans beat up on. Them. I'm sorry, didn't y'all have 40 free throws? The hell is you talking about, bro? I was about to say the same thing, James. I was like, yo, we could have really blew the ass out if it wasn't for the fact that the damn refs was keeping them in the damn game. They had like a hundred free throws. I was oh, like, guess man, man, fuck, Julius, fuck, fuck, Ryan. Fuck, fuck Ryan. I don't know his first name. Fuck him. Fuck him. Hold on, I, hold, I on. hold on, hold on, hold on, Jay. Talk your shit, bro. Hey, was that what you, you know? I got you up here. Go ahead. Hey, Julius Randle, ass as fuck. That's all I gotta say right now. I'm gonna chill, chill back and listen for a little minute. But I just had to say because hey. I got him on my fantasy team, hey. son. And that bitch gave me four points, son. 
Oh, fuck that. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo, AD said, I know what is my time to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, man. Um. I wanted to bring this back to. Oh wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get, let me give, uh, let me give Marissa up here because she was actually at the game in New York. I believe it's her birthday. And birthday it, girl, Marissa. Yo, what's up? Hey, you out there with all them, with all them Knicks fans? <laughs> I hope you were screaming at the top of your lungs, serving them what need to be served. You heard me? Hey, hello. Hey, hey, how was the building? Man, I mean, no disrespect to these Knicks fans, but no, seriously, fuck them. But uh, no, the garden is, is really nice, man. I definitely recommend if y'all haven't been up here to get up here and catch a game, you know, next year when the Pelicans come back, hopefully, you know, some people could travel and uh, come see them and come check it out. Because, like, we really was outnumbered in the building. I was sitting around uh, some of Jose's family. We was the only one screaming in that bitch, you know, when he was hitting them freeze and shit, making them look stupid and stuff like that. You know, Knicks fans was booing their players and stuff. And that just gave me, like, a whole new respect for Pelicans fans. Because as much shit as we talk about the players and stuff, we don't ever boo them niggas, man. We don't ever do, like, none of that. Uh... We'll be at the games and stuff. So shout out to all y'all <clears throat> Pelicans fans and stuff. But I mean, this field was really nice. It was nice to come out for once, you know, on the road, kind of salvage the road trip and stuff. So, I'm Marissa. Listen, yeah. I I had to get you up here uh-huh. because you because you was physically there. You know what I'm saying, but. It's your birthday. It's time for you mm-hmm. to go. I mean, I, I, you know, it's time for you to go oh. and do what people normally do around <laughs> their birthday time. So, yeah, but, yeah, um, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, shit. Who else here? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Patrick. Yo. <laughs> What's up, man? The floor is yours, bro. Whatever, whatever you want to talk yeah, about. Well, up. First of all, I, I love just looking back at some of the offseason Knicks, like hanging the banner because they won one playoff game as a four seed, basically. But um, yeah, I want I want I wanted to talk a little bit just about Jose because I actually watched him a lot in college. Um, the college team I follow is also an ACC team, so I watched a lot of ACC ball. And like, it's not just him being a two way player; that's just the way he he plays. the The guy is a dog, an absolute menace. Um, like every time we played Tech, I was just dreading the fact that he's going to be hounding your point guard the entire night, and it's just gonna, you know get two or three steals, blowing up plays, and that's just who he is. He was basically part of a Georgia Tech team that punched way above their weight uh, his senior year. Like, I, I thought he might have been the best player in the ACC. Dude's an absolute dog, uh, plays a lot like those, like, bench guards that you just hate to play against, you know, the Pat Bevs, the TJ McConnells. They're just going to make your backups miserable every single night, and I think the dudes are into contract. Like, I... I, I don't know what else you need from him. Like, you know, the three-pointer, like, hopefully it comes around. But he just does enough. He plays smart. He, you know, he's actually able to get into the lane and make plays. Do just everything you want out of a backup, in my mind. And I'm just really happy to see it because, like, I saw it in college. And, you know, he's an undersized guy, so you weren't sure if it translate. But 
dude's just an absolute dog and it's awesome to see his game tonight. It's, you know, it's crazy to, um, you know, we were so fixated and we still are on Herb Jones and how ready he was right for his opportunity and his moment and, you know, being a second round pick and, you know, um, just, you know, the grind that he had to get, you know, to be here watching him in summer league and watching him put in the work in progress. And, you know, like even before we started to see him show out offensively, even before the night on Herb, people were talking about him. And it's, it, it's crazy because it's something similar. It's, it's something very similar with Jose. Jose is just now, and that, that Pat Bev, um, we, I've been trying to think who exactly he reminds me of. And I know TJ McConnell has been, the, has been the most popular one, but Pat Bev's a pretty good one too. Um, but yeah, man, just watching, it's, it's cool, man, having, having young players, man. But guys like that, they come into the league, they overachieve right away. But they're one of the smartest people on the floor. And Jose makes a lot of smart plays. He ain't gonna wow you, you know what I mean, and break down his and break down his opponent and score, you know, and, and you know have twenty point nights, you know, consistently. He may not, he may not have a night where where everything is working on a box score, but he does so much of the little shit that you that you're supposed to do with the energy and the, you know that fire and that passion that he has is just great. And it's like the, <laughs> and then you got Herb who don't who don't say nothing, who don't you know who don't make any type of noise, but you know, let's his game do the talking. So that's dope, man. Yeah. Just, you know, I, was, I, ahead, I thought man. it was, I was quickly say, I thought it was pretty awesome and telling that like when BI went down and games started to get out of control, Willie had the faith and was like, all right, we got to settle this down. I'm putting in Jose. Like that was just awesome to see and a big testament to Willie having faith in his guys. You just saw a really high level of basketball intelligence on the floor tonight. Like when you look at the things Jose was doing, what separates him from from Saddle, even though Saddle was a veteran, some like just you can see. I say this all the time: basketball, twenty first century athleticism, the speed, the decision making. Even from even when you look at Bi tonight, his shot wasn't falling. He said, "You know what? Fuck that. I'm gonna contribute in a different way. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the point forward. I'm gonna make some of the best passes I've made in my career. I'm gonna rebound." Like, you know, it just got – Herb is always playing with high IQ. It's just guys who come in – people who understand the game and they do the right things at the right moments. And I think that's what's missing a lot of the time, but that definitely showed up tonight. Chaz, Chaz are you responsible for for uh, the the Maryland State Police being in here? Is this your doing? Well, you know, I don't answer them type of questions, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, yo, I need to know who got the feds in here. Like, like what, what, how does, I mean, whoever said that they got a bunch of, matter of fact, who was the one that said that it's a lot of New Orleans fans in Maryland? Because it sounds they, like. No, they, no, they is. This, this is a, like a transient state. It's a lot of military bases up here. So you got a bunch of Saints fans and Pelicans fans, Cowboys fans. This Wait, is crazy up here. So you live in Maryland? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I live so it was you. So yeah, it was you. Like, it you was got, you. Nah, hold up, hold up. Everything, hold up. Everything in Maryland federal. Everybody. Anybody. Oh man, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I live in Maryland. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Mike, man, um, I think I saw your hand up, man. Get in here. Just speaking to you know Jose being able to do a lot of other things outside of scoring. Uh, just think about guys like like P.J. Tucker currently, um, Tony Allen, 
couple years ago, especially in them grit and grind grizzly days, uh, the speed of the game never really affects dudes who who are who are wired to score. Uh, if if you're a naturally unselfish person, where you it's easy to make the next pass, it's easy to rotate on defense, then you don't have to adjust to the speed of the game. You are the speed of the game. Uh, you know, AD alluded, uh, Aaron, I'm sorry, alluded to Trey kind of struggling because he hasn't, you know, he's still trying to pick up the speed of the game on defense, where that's something that Herb is naturally good at. That's something Jose's naturally good at. Um, to a, lesser, to a way lesser extent, I mean, when I played in college, I wasn't the 20-point a game scorer, but I got 17 minutes a game because I knew, the, knew where to set the right screens at knew how to rotate, knew how to communicate, just be in the right place all the time. And a lot of those types of players find themselves on the court, you know, because they don't screw up when they're on the court. And now Jose gives you 13 points and four assists, and he manages – he closes the game out. Now all of a sudden he's a superhero. You know, uh, he's doing what he did in college, but he's – everything he everything that had him successful and has been making him successful now is what – you know, what he was always good at, which is the the other stuff outside of putting the ball in the basket. And speaking of Brandon Ingram, we talked I, – I know you tweet a lot about how the game's slowing down for him because he's getting his spots and he's just killing the mid-range and he's attacking the rim with efficiency. I think the way he's passing the rock um, shows that more than anything because they're, they're, they're beating him to his spots and he's reading – Tag defenders, he sprayed that shit. He came off a middle pick and roll and sprayed that shit to Josh Hart on the dime. Uh, and then and then Josh, Josh Hart hockey assisted it to Devontae, I think, for a three. But he also they ran that middle pick and roll set and he cross-bodied that shit to Devontae and Devontae punched it in there to Jonas. To Jonas, I'm sorry. Like when when these dudes, when these scorers, these dudes who are wired to score, start really picking apart your defense with the pass then they just, you know, they start unlocking other levels of, of their game. Then they like, all right, well, shit, if I'm going to only score 15 points and only and take 17 shots, then I'm just going to read the whole defense and then them just kick your ass from everywhere else. You got to get – you got to give – I mean, we say it all the time, and I listen to you all say it all the time in the spaces. B.I. need the keys to the, to, the, to the machine. Now, fuck everything else. Give B.I. the keys to the machine. Bring him – bring in a, a, a alpha – you know, make get bring him in a one B, and let him rock out because some of the passes I saw him making tonight, not just tonight, but see the average six dimes. He's made the next step in some of his basketball progressions. Mike, Mike, he's seeing the play like before the play. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's and and that's what's that's what's crazy. It's not even the fact you know, like you mentioned, that the game is just slowing down. And um, AD talked about this a couple weeks ago. How you know how he's running point guard. Right. And he is. He's he's, yep. he's legit. But like now it's like there's not in combination with the game slowing down. He's realizing, OK, if I make this corner pass here, it may not automatically result in a in a assist or I don't have to. I might have this midi right here that I could take, but I can get a better shot to somebody on the floor. And it yep. may not just come from me. It might it might be a hockey assist. And you know that's what I'm saying, too, bro. He, he throwing that shit accurate. Like Josh Hart could have really caught his shot that shit if you wanted to but he hit Devontae and Devontae wound up making it and I just like alright be on be eye on some other shit now nah, now nah, you passing that shit with some accuracy y'all in trouble bro it was so it was I, one it was, it, was, it was one pass real quick that it didn't end up in a score because I guess a dude missed it but he did an underhanded pass 
like it was damn near no look, and it made us like, ooh, we like yeah, I, I thought was he was. Dog, I was like, I yeah, he, he hit back, dog. Passing, bro. The dude elite, playmaking wise, bro. He elite. I agree. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was trying to one of the one of the uh shout out to Brandon, one of the Pelicans uh coaches that are that are in here. I was trying to get him up here, but he probably, you know, he probably chilling. Shout out to you pulling up, my brother. Um yeah, uh shit. All right, but five. Everett, y'all go ahead. I see y'all hands up and everything. Nah, man, I was going to piggyback off what y'all was talking about. Brandon, his playmaking skills, man. Remember last year, like, we was 4-2. and two. He was having a triple-double every other night. Nah, and then they switched it and gave it to, gave it to Lonzo. And, you know, how that how that kind of went down. But, dog, dude, dude can really pass the ball, you know. And, and I think now we're just seeing it uh, come to fruition where he's seeing shit, like, really pass before the pass, before it happened. Like, he knows what's about to happen. Like, he's seeing the double. You know what I'm saying? I wish he can rub that shit off on Jonas a little bit. But, you know, he, he's seeing that making the hockey assist and it's, it's paying off well. You know, before that is if that doesn't happen, um, Devontae doesn't hit that shot. And then he doesn't go to the goal. Like, shit like that, when he when he does things, like he gets other people involved, it creates rhythm for themselves. And then that shit just, you know, kind of elevates everybody else, you know? Yeah. Yo, because I know we're talking about Jose, and y'all just went to B.I., but my, bro, I love how Jose runs the pick and roll with Jackson or just anybody because he he attacks the rim when he comes around that damn screen. And a lot of times, uh, Devontae will freaking cut off the the his man when he's coming back. And I'm like, bro, why don't you just keep going to the damn rim? That way, the person that's guarding the center has to at least challenge you at the damn rim and freaking Jackson or whoever it is can be open for a lot. Jose, you could tell that this dude is an actual point guard. And even though he's undersized, you could tell he grew up being a point guard and understands these simple concepts. And that's the reason why we need an actual point guard um, leading the team. Because when Jose comes in, he, he changes the dynamic of what we can do. He rolls to the rim. He can swing the ball. He keeps his dribble alive. Like, how many times have you seen us kill our damn dribble? Jose will literally keep his dribble alive, and that is one of the most valuable things that you can do as a point guard because you can see the floor more, and, and I love everything about this dude. His hustle is it's amazing. Also, I think that's why when you look at Jax, and I'm, I'm still one to sell high on him, Heart, all, you know, whatever, if it come down to it. But when you look at Jax, again, when you see him with competent guard play, this is a dude that can come into the game and, and spurts and get you 10, 12 easy points off lives and off pick and rolls. He still got a terrible uh, screen set. Like, this motherfucker dives way too fast. And sometimes the guards, the guards go way too fast, like in all situations. But when you look at like Jacks with his his high end athleticism, that's something you definitely need on the squad or a player like him. And even with Bi, you look at Bi's playmaking ability. To me, I I know I've been hard on Bi, but I think because I think Bi has a scoring ability ceiling because of his lack of athleticism. But if he keeps continuing to be this type of playmaker. He, this motherfucker looking like Scotty Pippen out there playmaking. Like, you know, that, that could take him to a whole nother level where he doesn't have to be, you know, a top five scorer or anything like that. 
you know, somebody somebody threw out Joe Johnson uh the other day, and that's not that's not uh I I see some of those some of those little comparisons. It's not it's not it's not completely there, uh, because uh, like as I guess while Bi isn't isn't necessarily an amazing athlete, I do think he's he's more athletic than Joe was. Oh, yeah, he way better. Though. But when the game, but watching just the smoothness that this Bi is playing with, just taking everything that's thrown at him and realizing, okay, I don't have to take this shot. I don't have to. You know, put the ball up in the air. Like no, no, no matter who's out there, I can still open up my looks. I can open up the entire game and give us a chance to win by getting all these other guys involved consistently. Not saying that he's that he's ever been necessarily selfish. You know what I'm saying? But you could tell he's still he's still figuring it out in that role when when guys are out when it's you know when it's all on him how to make the right winning plays. Because Bi's always like from my perspective, he's always want to find ways to do it. You know what I mean? But sometimes you know. He's looking for his spots, and the spots are there. The shot isn't falling, but he feels like all the pressure is on him to put the ball in the bucket. Now, you know what I mean? Whether they, whether they got to be a slug fest or whether they got to be high scoring, he's picking his spots, his time, his opportunity. And, you know, I think tonight would have been another night in which yeah, I, th- I think he ended – when the injury happened, he ended at like 15. By the end of the night, you'd be looking at him having 25, 26 points. And you'd be like, damn, where that, you know, where that came from? Because he's – you know, he's he's spreading it out a lot more versus just, you know what I mean, it, it being a vacuum of points or just a really good first quarter or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so, I mean, that that hopefully, you know, his ankle is good so we can continue to watch that develop, you know. Absolutely. And you know what's crazy, Chris? The thing that frustrates me the most is that how easy it is for other teams to double B.I. and whoever man went to go double is not flashing. Like, I was like, come on, bro. Somebody cut to where – B.I. can at least, because he's six foot eleven. He can see all over people. Whoever man just left you, you need to flash to where you can get in his line of sight, and that way B.I. can get you the ball. Because ball moves faster than people. So the thing that kills me, I'm just like, if whoever's, because Herb, he'll cut, he'll flash, but it's not always Herb's man that's going to double. Whoever man is sitting in that dog on, whoever's sitting in that corner needs to come off their spot. And I know they want to make room for B.I., but if B.I. is getting doubled five feet above the damn three-point line, he's not <laughs> going to get to his spot. And it's, and it's, it's frustrating, but y'all, y'all know what I'm saying. But you know what, though, Everett? Like, like you know, cutting like cutting is a skill, bro. Like, it takes – like, everybody isn't made to have that – like, to have that time and that right um, – you know, there's there's Facts. baiting – you know, there's baiting that's involved. There's a like, – like, there's a psychological game even involved in cutting. I know it, it may look like – you know, when we watching the game live, we're like, bro, it like the cuts right there. But in real time, you processing a lot, and everybody just isn't isn't made off ball to be able. To, and, and Mike, I think you actually be a, a good person to um to kind of to kind of lead off with this, like based off of whatever was explaining, like what what goes into like the mindset of like the overall element of moving without the basketball. Like we see something when, we, when we're watching it live, then you know, isn't the same, like, if you're coaching or, or if you're on the floor. You know, it looks a lot more simpler than it is, though. No, the, the I, logical thinking, or not, I don't want to say logical, but, you know, to just fans, I, the idea would be, I right, if my man doubles, you know, I follow him and cut to the space he just vacated. But in the league, when them dudes are covering so much ground 
and they rotate way different. You're not only looking at the space where your man vacated, you're probably looking at where somebody else is going to rotate from, you know, to challenge the shot. Or, like, if I cut to this area, I know I'm not going to score, but now I got to find out who's going to rotate and where can I get this hockey assist at. So, I mean, that's why, that's why, you know, Herb Jones is a, is a hell of a, is a hell of a cutter because especially when he cuts out the corner, because he not only, he not only, he's not only a great finisher, but he's also a great, you know, second or third pass type guy uh, where he gets it, you know, immediately his eyes are, if he's not at the rim finishing his eyes are like, all right, well, where's this next rotating guy coming from? And I think you make a good point when you say cutting is a skill, you know, that's basketball IQ um, because you got to know, I right, if I if I cut you know behind this defense and I can't score it, where's the next man go? I got to trust that if I cut from the baseline, then somebody's going to slice down the middle and follow for you know for a putback or if somebody else rotates, I can just dump it off to this guy that's slicing down the middle after I catch this basketball. So if you don't trust that somebody else is going to be in a spot where you can make another pass for you make another play, then you probably won't cut. Uh, or if you, if you just don't know, you know, a lot of guys cut out the corner and then they may have somebody that's on the opposite wing and they go for a drift. Well, if I cut out the corner and I don't see nobody rotate, you know, to the opposite corner for a drift pass and I get in trouble, I don't have anybody to pass to, then I just turn the ball over. So a lot of that stuff you got to process, you know, through film study or just, you know, just doing it so often that it just becomes second nature. Uh, and Herb is one of those guys that's real good at it. Some of those guys aren't used to just cutting in the paint, you know, because Devontae's not a real good paint finisher. So chances are he may not he may not cut in there because he doesn't finish in there anyway. So, you know, he may be the guy that what Josh may cut to the basket and Devontae is gonna relocate for a shot because, you know, Devontae man may, you know, may have to, you know, bluff and help on the on Josh's cut. Or man, Devontae man may not rotate, so now Josh has a shot at the basket. So it's just a lot of those dudes who who may not be elite level on ball scorers or catch and shoot guys are real good cut guys because at the end of the day, you know, and I was one of them, our best chance to score is off the, with off ball movement. So we know how to, you know, them guys know how to find out what bodies are, you know, anticipate what somebody's rotating at. And again, I bring up Herb, you know, Herb is a hell of a rotator defensively. So when Herb cuts, he knows where, you know, he don't know where rotators come from because he's like, well, shit, if, I'm, if somebody made this cut on me, I'll know where to rotate. So now he knows where to go at before he even catches the basketball. So that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good point you bring up when you say cutting off-ball movement is a skill because not a lot of people can do that real well. They just know how to go from point A to point B, and that's it. You know, it's more than just going from point A to point B because when you catch the ball, you got to do something real successful with it. Yeah, oh. I I definitely appreciate that insight, Mike. Um, all right, guys, I got to get the fuck out of here. But um, this was unexpected. But great as always, man. I appreciate Aaron, Aaron and AD pulling up. Um, hmm. I'm going to try. I'm going to see if, if, we could, if we could pull a player in here, man. I don't know. Nah, um, we got to get Jose in here, bro. Nah, I, see, yes, yes. Just because I, I know I know he going to talk he shit. Match Just a little energy, bit. Bro. Uh yeah, huh? gonna match our energy. I'm I'm already knowing, man. Um, but look, who hosting the YB space? Hey, look. <laughs> <laughs> that that got that got DJ all on it, man. 
But, but yeah, man. Why these man? Yo, Ferrero, shout out to all the Pels fans that's been kicking it with us for all these weeks. You heard me? Nah, like, bro. coming in here, we had about 500 people plus in this thing tonight. Man, this shit was lit. There's more man. information in here than listening to fucking Sports Center, so I can appreciate it. Man, that's dope, man. All right, well, the next game ain't until Monday, man. So I holler at y'all in. It's recorded. Y'all can go back and look at it. Uh, Jay. Jay talking about Young Boy. I forgot Young Boy album dropped tonight. So if y'all into that, y'all go ahead. I'm going to probably find some time to listen to it when I'm at the gym because it's probably the best point, probably the best spot to listen to it. But, um, yeah, other than that, I'm out.